0: Good morning. Almost two dozen parents were at the Ally Advocacy Center at Paxton Campus in Leesburg on Monday evening. They say their children with special needs have been placed in isolation for hours at a time and that they themselves have faced retaliation when they complained. For Wednesday, February 28th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rens Green. Those parents I mentioned started their meeting by sharing their stories with each other. They told stories of visiting their children's schools to find their children had been shut into tiny, sparsely furnished spaces all alone for hours at a time, and of their children being traumatized and set back in their learning by the experience. Some parents said when they complained about the treatment, they were reported to Child Protective Services. Alex Erkulieschen, a father of a child with Asperger's syndrome, said he discovered his son had been shut into a small room at Frederick Douglass Elementary that school staff were calling the chill room, or cool down room, for hours at a time. He later saw that room. He was in a 10 by 10 room, there was no carpet, there was nothing on the walls, cinder block and a linoleum floor, and on three separate occasions, and I had to figure this out, nobody told me, he was put in this room. For an excess of five hours. Wow. wow. And I didn't even know the room existed. Jennifer Vernon, who has a son at Stonehill Middle School who struggles with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and anxiety, said her son had seen the inside of a chill room, too. It happened multiple times. Um, We don't actually know how many times he was put in that room because there are no incidents reported. Herculesian has since pulled his son out of Loudoun County Public Schools. He said he believes principals and teachers had very good intentions but were not given the right resources by school administration. I now homeschool him. I brought him up from third-grade level math to his grade, to fifth-grade level since September. He loves to go to school. He's thrilled with <laughs> One more thing about Alex Erkuletian, he's actually a news photographer. He met with school administrators last February about his son and recorded the conversation. In that meeting, he was told his son was put in that room because he was screaming and using vulgar language. He pressed those staffers about how his son had been treated and tried to get an answer to how often his son had been in the chill room. He was told records are not kept. I I picked him up on Monday and I saw an empty room and him laying on a hard linoleum floor crying. That, to me, is not what a parent would ever want to see. That was a snippet of the conversation in that meeting. Two months later, he said he was reported to Child Protective Services as a negligent father. That investigation has been closed. Other parents said they have seen similar reports, which they believe to be retaliation for complaining. Back to the meeting Monday night at Paxton Campus, that meeting was also attended by members of three organizations at Paxton Campus, Kendra McDonald, Director of Clinical Services at the Aurora School, Jennifer Lassiter, former Executive Director of the Ark of Loudoun and now CEO of the Margaret Paxton Memorial Trust, and Eileen Schaefer, Administrative Director of the Ally Advocacy Center. Lassiter said she'd seen the same thing with her daughter 15 years ago, and it's worse now. There are certain things that we know for a fact, and that is that sometimes crisis happens, right? Mm-hmm. And even people with absolutely stellar training, and the best of the best, and one-on-one, it's still gets kids, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And right? And people still can get hurt. So we put processes in place. To, to make sure that when those things happen, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, and everybody knows what happened before and after, and do our for that yeah. But the parents there said there is little documentation of what their kids go through during school hours, and they have trouble even getting copies of those records. The meeting was led by Claudia Skinner, who is also one of a handful of parents at a town hall on Saturday with State Senator Jennifer Wexton and State Delegates John Bell and David Reed. Bell said those officials would be jointly sending a letter to ask for an investigation into Loudoun County Public Schools' practices and would ask the State Department of Education to get involved. In response to requests for more information and comment, Loudoun County Public Schools Public Information Officer Wade Byard referred to a presentation from last week at the school system's Special Education Advisory Committee. Guidelines for seclusion presented at that meeting state that it should be used only in an emergency, i.e. a sudden, urgent, usually unexpected situation that requires a person to take immediate action to avoid harm injury or death to a student or to others when there is immediate danger to the student and or to others, and, quote, should only be conducted by a team of trained school-based personnel with at least one additional staff member present and in line of sight. According to that presentation, seclusion is not a teaching procedure or behavioral intervention and should not be administered as punishment or to address behaviors for non-emergency reasons, such as non-compliance, disrespect, disobedience, misuse or destruction of property, disruption, threats, etc., and should last only as long as necessary to resolve the actual risk of danger or harm while awaiting the arrival of other trained staff. Again, these are school system policies. Furthermore, after seclusion, the student must be seen by a health clinic staff member and the incident must be reported to the principal, and school staff must try to directly contact the parent of the student within a day of that seclusion. Bayard said by law the school system cannot dispute individual claims because they cannot discuss individual cases skinner said the meeting monday will not be the last one we all have a lot of a lot of things that that will prevent us from coming back but we if we don't take this and push for it and like and try to do as much as we can as fast as we can we're not we're, it's going to die yeah. go to morning morningminute to check out the whole story In other news, after working for months, two months short of a year in fact, on a policy about when to close a school building, the school board has abruptly dropped the topic entirely. The policy was meant to give the school board guidance if it decides it wants to look at closing a school, and it had a long path through committee. They first started talking about it during last year's budget work, then it went to the Legislative and Policy Committee. After that group worked for a few months, school board member Eric DeKennep brought the debate into his Finance and Facilities Committee. There it stayed for yet more months, and DeKennep was the policy's biggest opponent, and he was accused by two other members of his committee of trying to use his position as chairman to block a vote. But last night, it finally got back to the full school board for a vote, and they voted 6-1 to to lay it on the table, with two school board members absent. This policy did not recommend closing any schools, and of course the school board can still close a school if it wants. The policy would have laid out rules for notifying the public, gathering public input, and laid out factors for the board to consider when they're deciding whether to close a school. It also did not have enough supporters for a vote or to go back to committee for more work, so that's that. The County Board of Supervisors, meanwhile, is trying to put those fake going-out-of-business sales out of business. State law holds that businesses cannot advertise or insinuate that they are going out of business without first paying a fee or a permit from the local commissioner of the revenue. But some businesses set up those sales and never actually close shop. Last week, the board adopted tighter rules on going-out-of-business sales to crack down on those. The new rules will bring the county's laws in line with state law, allowing the Commissioner of Revenue to get an inventory of the store's remaining stock. Only that inventory can then be sold. A business that breaks the new rules can be charged with a misdemeanor. Three supervisors did not support this policy, Chair Phyllis Randall and Supervisors Kristen Umstadt and Ron Meyer. Randall said the rule is government overreach. Her logic is, if you buy a mattress at a fake-going-out-of-business sale, but you do, in fact, get a mattress, it doesn't matter whether the store goes out of business later on. you still got a mattress that you paid for, and you haven't suffered any loss as a consumer. But other supervisors say consumers are being deceived, expecting cut prices when, in fact, they may have even been jacked up. And Supervisor Matt Letourneau said that's a debate for the General Assembly, since that's where this law about permits started, and this county ordinance is just putting Loudon in line with the state. And outgoing Chief of the Loudoun County Combined Fire and Rescue System, Keith Brower, has received the 2018 Governor's Fire Service Award for Career Fire Chief of the Year. Brower, who's retiring this spring, has served Loudoun County for 44 years and been an advocate for fire prevention across the state. He began his tenure in the fire service in 1973 and became the Chief of Loudoun County Fire, Rescue, and Emergency Management in 2010. Under Brower's leadership, the county transitioned from 17 separate organizations into one of the largest combined fire and rescue systems in Virginia. Congratulations, Chief. You can get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the All Ages Read Together Readathon continues still today. It lasts until Friday. The Readathon raises awareness and money for All Ages Read Together, a nonprofit organization that educates children in need with free preschool programs in their communities. Today's reading is at 12.45 p.m. at the Sterling Library. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the morning minute, do not burn it into your lawn or anything. The fire chief would not like that. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay. Have a great day.